Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? I know I took a brief sabbatical. I definitely will tell you why I took that sabbatical in a second. But first and foremost, have you been drinking your water? Secondarily, I need you to rate, review, and subscribe to my show. And one of the more recent reviews came last uh, Tuesday, actually. And it goes, it's the profanity for me. I thought this was a good podcast at first. However, it's the profanity for me. And that, and that speaking down on black people. Do not recommend. When the hell have I ever spoke down on black people? My name is the original black man. On my Tuesday episodes, I do nothing but talk about the greatness of black people. I detest white people. I fucking, <laughs> I get DMs all the time about how I got to ease up on white people. I make a few jokes against blacks and all of a sudden I'm speaking down on black people. Who, all I do is win 44. You got to get the fuck out of here. And he gave me one star. But, Jared, however, the next day, Reek delivers a concise yet entertaining slice of monologue carried by his engaging personality. So all I do is win. You're entitled to your uh, opinion. I want to thank you for the one star. I want to thank you for the listens. You probably aren't listening to this now. But to Jared AL, you are the man. So be like Jared. Be like all I do is win 44. And rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And last but not least, if you would like to email me, you fucking put in goodbrotherexperience at yahoo.com. Once again, Good brother experience at yahoo.com. And now I have an ad. Your hands are suffering. For too long, you've washed your hands after every bathroom visit and been left with having to put lotion on after. I finally found a solution for you. The good brother and the listeners of the good brother experience. That solution is Curtin and Johnson eucalyptus mint and shea butter hand soap. A product made for you. Our eucalyptus mint soap was developed with you in mind. The nice rich lather of our gel hand soap not only provides you with cleanliness, but provides your hands with long lasting moisturization. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. But the dressing is on the way because Thanksgiving is approaching. You can find us at www.curtainjohnson.com. Once again, that's curtainjohnson.com. I will leave that website in the description below. And their Instagram is Curtin Johnson. Their Twitter is Curtin Johnson One. And their Facebook is Curtin Johnson. All listeners of the Good Brother Experience, go to TGBE10. Once you go to curtainjohnson.com to get a percentage off of your, your eucalyptus mint soap. Once again, there's curtainjohnson.com. The Good Brother sent you. And I'm fucking back. Did y'all like that ad? That do a good job. Took me a little while, but you know, with the. Once of technology, I got it back in the game. You know what I'm saying? The Good Brothers getting ads now. You know what I mean? So shout out to me. And, you know, after reading that uh, particular comment about my show in regards to my profanity, I don't think I'm ever going to stop using profanity. I don't think that's how it's going to work here. 
Now, maybe I can tone it down a little bit, but you know, still got to keep it organic. But why did I miss last week? Last week was election week, right? And I was doing early voting. And then so Sunday, I had a thousand things to do. Monday, I had a thousand things to do. Tuesday, starting from 4 a.m. to 12 a.m. at the top of Wednesday, I was at the polls. And then Wednesday, I was like, all right, now I could finally breathe. But I didn't want to just put out three episodes at the same time in the same day because I just felt like that was a little crass. So I was like, you know what? It's election week. I'll tell everybody what I was doing. And you know, for 59.2, I don't think I'm going to educate you guys. I think I'm just going to go these next two episodes. We're just telling you what I've been doing these last two weeks. Right. So let's start all the way from the beginning. Right. Let's talk about this flag football shit I've been doing. So last Sunday and yesterday. Right. Uh, well, yesterday is last Sunday, I guess. So the last two Sundays, we've had double headers and you know, I don't I don't timestamp this podcast, but it's only 20 minutes long. So just bear with me here, man. So uh, the Sunday before last, we had a doubleheader and the field was absolutely horrific, son. I was like, yo, what is going on? And the reason why is because it was pouring down raining. Now, usually uh, the people that oversee the flag the whole league they won't let us play in the rain whenever it starts pouring rain and whatever they're like all right let's just cancel the game whatever have you and we'll come back next week but um i guess because of covid or because they don't want us to start spilling into december in regards to the playoffs they was like nah son y'all just gonna play in this mud and y'all gotta deal with it so we dealt with it and we came away from both those games in victorious fashion i for one had a subpar performance that day my man Christian, he's the cornerback and he's the uh and he's a slot receiver on our team. Uh he had like the game of his life. He had like four touchdowns and the game before that he had two touchdowns. He had like a pick six in both games. Like someone was going crazy. And I don't know if any of you guys have ever did anything in mud while it's also pouring down raining. But even with cleats, not too much traction going on. You know what I'm saying? I remember when I was sent on a seam route and I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. And I was like, all right, the ball's going to come up a little short. Let me cut the route short. Let me jump towards the ball so it doesn't get picked off. Fam, I did the super slide in the mud, son. Felt sick. And the one thing I thought about was, I hope this shit comes out in the wash, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I actually, I actually play in pants when I'm playing flag because I like to retain warmth in my body. Because my knees are stiff as hell. And I can't be coming through with all this stiffness. You know what I'm saying? You ever try to do a, a slant route? While being stiff, your hip might fall off. So these are little tricks of the trade that I try to implement when I'm playing flag. And then yesterday, um, I had a way better performance. No drops. I had like five or six catches a game. I was bugging out. And we beat the first team and we lost to the second team by a touchdown. And the reason why we lost to the second team is because we didn't have all of our people there. Right. And. Yeah, let me tell you something about you refs, yo. I understand you're getting paid $60 to be somewhere for two hours, which is a very dope thing, by the way. You know what I mean? But if you're refereeing a game and we're playing at a field where we can't see a clock, it's up for you guys to tell us the two-minute drill. What happened yesterday was 
we had two minutes left and we was down by a touchdown. And nobody knew there was two minutes left. So I want to say I had like four catches in a row. I had four or five and ends. Caught the ball, caught the ball, caught the ball. And every time I caught the ball, I stayed inbounds to try to generate as much yards as possible. All of a sudden, the ref comes over to us and was like, yo, you know you got 15 seconds left. And we're like, what, to like get back on the line of scrimmage? And he's like, nah, to like, for the game. And we're barking at him like, yo, why the fuck are you keeping secrets, bro? Why wouldn't you tell us there's two minutes left? Well, I did tell you. And, yo, how come after every drive you don't tell us how much time is left? He's like, why would I do that? Like, why wouldn't you do that, you fucking dumbass nigga? We can't see a, we can't see a clock. We don't, we don't see a score. We just, we're keeping the score to memory. And we keep asking you guys after every play, yo, what's, this, what's the clock? What's the clock? What's the clock? That's not because we're being annoying. Because we can't see anything. So, just from just not knowing how, that we had two minutes left in the game, we wound up losing. Your boy had a touchdown, though. You know what I'm saying? I had a way better performance uh, yesterday than I did two weeks ago when I was playing in that mud. So now our record is 5-3. and three. Um, We're headed to the playoffs, I think, as the second or third seed. And we play in, like, in the top division. So let's see what happens, man. I think we're going to take the chip this year, man. I, I really feel that way, that we have the team. If everybody shows up, we have the team to make this shit happen. You know what I'm saying? So let's hope that your boy comes out on top of the trophy because... We played the best team. We played the two best teams in the conference, which is why we're in third place. And we can beat both of them. You know what I'm saying? We just had terrible days against both those teams, but that shit ain't happening again. You know what I mean? Not not this time. I, I saw the best of what they had. I saw what they did. We just have to make adjustments. Um, the right side of our defense was looking very suspect, so we got picked on the whole time the second game by this short QB that's like 5'5". Five, five. I'm like, yo, come on, fam. Like, we we can't go out like that, son. We can't have we can't be having this dude just slow. Yo, he threw a slants, ends, slants, ends, screens, fade the whole time to one side of the field. I I felt disrespected at that point. But it was a shootout. We was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then our QB throws a pick because. All right. So let me tell you guys that also play fly. You guys might know what I'm talking about. QB will tell you to run a to run um, a route. Now it's not specifically for you just to get the ball. It's so you can be a diversion to the linebacker or to the safety, so somebody else can get open. My man is told to run a slant. He decides to run a fade on fourth and one. You know what? I know there's a lot of women that listen to this podcast, and maybe you guys aren't. Uh, savvy in regards to football terminology, but just know being selfish and dickheadedness pretty much costs the game on top of the referees not um, telling us what's going on with two minutes left. But let's talk about like this whole voting shit, son. I was going to um, give you guys a heads up last week, but you know, straight up and down, I just didn't. So I was doing early voting, right? And it was record highs all across the nation in regards to early voting. And early voting is relatively new. This wasn't really implemented literally until 2019. So the kinks are still getting worked out. But if I've ever seen voter suppression before, that shit was prominent last week, bro. Like the week, like the, 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 the 10 days leading up into uh, November 3rd, I was like, fam, there was select towns and Long Island that was averaging 8,000 people a day, 7,000 people a day. The place I was at, 6,000 people a day, a day. 
You understand? With COVID. So we can only allow so many people in the gym at one time. And then there's like this new system to where you no longer go to your voting station. You go to a particular station. They look you up. You go to another station to give you a ballot. You then go do your shit. You vote for whoever you're going to vote for. Then you go cast your ballot. And there's people that have never voted in their life. There's people that tried to register to vote on voting day. You know what I'm saying? And the one thing I just wanted to bring to you guys' attention was... I hope that your parents passed off a particular gene that you have critical thinking skills. Now, the reason why I say that is not because something hasn't been instituted to subdue voter suppression. It's not because there were thousands and thousands of people, that of which I don't believe that we were prepared for. It's particularly in Long Island. I can't speak for other places. And not even for the fact that there was just general just angst in the atmosphere you know what I'm saying? With people waiting in the cold, people waiting in the wind, people waiting in the rain. But the voting site that I oversaw, or I'm sorry, that I worked at, because I'll tell you about the site that I oversaw in a second. They were buying pizza for the voters, right? They were buying pizza for us, uh, the people that worked there. They were buying munchkins and coffee for the people that was working there. And then the rest of the pizza slices were just going to just random voters, right? And they keep came they keep coming to me like, Hey Tariq, do you want some pizza? Hey Tariq, do you want some donuts? Yo, we got pizza and donuts in the back, man. I know you've been working all these hours. Um, you gotta be hungry. Now, we gotta be there an hour early. So what I did was every single day I went to this deli and I bought a croissant, turkey, egg, cheese, salt, pepper, and ketchup, right? And either a cranberry juice or an apple juice, right? And with that that helped me sustain until three or four or five o'clock when I was able to leave again. The reason why I brought up critical thinking is because why the fuck would I want to share finger foods with anybody during COVID? Why would I want to do that? Why are you niggas eating pizza and donuts in COVID? I, I, I just, I don't understand it, son. Why are you offering this to me? Why are you offering this to the people? Why are niggas having their hands in pizza boxes and donut boxes during a fucking time where you can, can you can contract a virus, a virus, not a fucking bullshit rash or some shit, an actual virus. That shit lingers. We don't know. We don't know what COVID is going to do to your body in 2023. Why is niggas sharing food during a time where you can contract a virus by touching shit? What is going on with society, son? So every day when they would buy this pizza and these donuts, I would go to my little cousin that was also working with me for the early voting. And I was like, yo, if you touch those donuts, I will slap the shit out of you. We're not eating pizza or donuts ever. You got to get your ass up early like me and get this breakfast. Or you just got to starve, baby girl, because we are not eating that shit. And she looked at me like I was stupid. Like, yo, what the fuck you mean? Like, I'm damn sure not eating those those donuts and that slices of pizza like hell no i just couldn't understand like i'm watching all these people just you know what i mean putting their mask down not using hand sizer prior to touching the pizza and they're just eating and just laughing and being merry and there was like a big ass thing of chips not in a bowl but there was like a, a container full of individually backed chips I'm just seeing everybody just reach in, just grab it and smiling and talking to one another and just speaking about their ideologies that's in regards to 
politics, whatever have you. And everybody forgot it was COVID. I am not touching those bags of chips. I'm not touching that pizza. I'm not touching that coffee. I'm not touching those donuts. Why the hell would you? So that's what I'm saying. So there, if it was, if we were on some shit to where like only the strong survive and only people that have like a certain level of intelligence stay alive, maybe this is why COVID came here in the first place. There's no way in God's green earth I was, I was touching that shit. So yeah, so let's fast forward. November 3rd, I was a coordinator. Now, coordinator oversees the entire polling site. So wherever you went to vote, there was a head honcho there. If you had a complaint, if you wanted to cast an affidavit, if you had an absentee ballot, you wanted to know what the drop-off box was, anything in regards to like speaking to someone, that was me. Anybody that had to delegate tasks to everybody, yo, you're going to be over here with the iPads. You're going to be over here uh, gripping out the joints. Yo, put your mask on. Uh, yo, I'm going to oversee payroll. That was your boy. It was my first time uh, doing it, and it was pretty fun, man. I learned a lot of things. Um, my aunt uh, recently retired from her job, so now she works for the Board of Elections. And she was the coordinator there for about 30 years. And she told them, like, yo, if I can't work at that polling site that day, I'll quit. So she was with us literally like all day. I don't even know if she got paid, to be honest with you. And like I had to do the technical tasks, right? Make sure everything was open, making sure everything was closed, speaking to people, whatever have you. And she pretty much had like the eyes and ears of the workers, right? So we was pretty much like a duo in that respect. I handled all the miscellaneous stuff. She handled the other things that she wouldn't be able to do had she had to do my job. And it was pretty dope. So next year or the next time we have to do this and i'm the coordinator again uh, i think she's more comfortable just leaving me with the gym because she didn't want to just leave me for dead on like literally probably like not even literally more than more than likely the most important election in u.s history in regards to getting trump the fuck out of here and um yeah man it was just pandemonium like all those days all those people all those affidavit ballots all those people that haven't registered that haven't registered to vote all those people that haven't changed their address and yo, know, here's something else right because i saw a, a multitude of you uh complaining about this about your signature or about your updated status and why people's fucking up your name or why your correct address isn't on there Board of Elections goes to the DMV. They say, hey, do you have John Brown in the system? They say, we do have John Brown in the system. They're like, cool, give us John Brown's address and signature so when he comes to vote, it can just be a seamless transition. The DMV says, okay. John Brown decides that he no longer wants to use the same signature that he got when he was in 10th grade, and he goes by a new signature. John Brown was living in an apartment three months ago, and recently moved into a house three weeks ago and is wondering why we at the Board of Elections, when we're trying to give you your ballot so you can go vote, can't find you in the system. Because, John Brown, you never told the DMV nor the Board of Elections that your fucking address changed. And then you want to look at us like we're crazy. Like, come on, my boy. One hand washed the other, both washed the face. We're all in this together. Stop being a doofus. No more doofus behavior in 2021. We just lost Alex Trebek, man. You know what I'm saying? That was... He was so important. And that is and that was such a such an impactful thing. Because the one thing that he did was give you knowledge that was more unlikely trivial. But it made you think. 
Alex Trebek encouraged and paid you to think and remember shit that you think you wouldn't have to remember. And with him going, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We lost Kobe. We lost T'Challa. We lost fucking Alex Trebek. I think we lost John Witherspoon this year as well. We're losing everybody. We're losing recipes. Now, I mean, shout out to Michael Irvin. What else do I got here that I want to talk to you about? Um, In regards to the voting, right? In regards to everything else. Something was happening simultaneously that I don't think anybody properly articulated. There was a group of people that wanted Trump to get up out of there. And there was a group of people that was wanting to keep Trump in. Which is why there was record highs with, um, with the amount of people that was coming out to vote. And the fact that, tr- that Biden won, um, it's bittersweet. And it's bittersweet because I feel like Trump is inept. I feel like Trump only acts in self-interest. I feel like Trump never did anything for anyone outside of himself. And anytime I say this, I'm being greeted with like treaties and bills that he signed and deals that he got us out of. But in regards to your day to day, he never did nothing for you. Not one thing. He doesn't care about you. I know why. Because you're poor. And you're not poor like third country poor, but you're poor in the respect that you're not rich. You don't generate millions of dollars a year. Even if you make $250,000 a year, Trump will look at you dead in your eye and start laughing at you. Even with his COVID breath, he might cough in your face. So the reason why it's bittersweet, because I'm happy that he got up out of there. His mistreatment of COVID is what led to 300,000 people being dead currently and rising. But now you have the situation to where Biden and Kamala are acutely aware of the atmosphere that we're in right now, right? I want to say the first time ever black people finally have some momentum. I want to say that poor people finally have some momentum. I want to say that social, uh, class, and financial uh, issues are finally being brought to the forefront. Uh, student loans are, are finally starting to be introduced into the political atmosphere. Uh, a whole bunch of things are just happening simultaneously. And then you have this 77-year-old man that suffers with dementia that is aided by a woman that was willing to lock black people up for a long period of time is now the head of office. So now it's like you with YouTube, with Twitter, with Instagram, you can hear the voice of the people more than ever before. You no longer have to go to like rallies and like have like this town hall type of setup to where people have to speak to you or a middleman has to tell you what the people are saying. People can talk directly to you. You know exactly what's happening in every part of the world, right? You know exactly what needs to be done. But because this man is old and white, I don't think he's going to do it. And because I think Kamala, it might be, Matter of fact, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment on Kamala because, yes, she was wilding to lock black people up, but everybody said that she was, that was her job. She had a job to do. All right, now your job is to be vice president. So we're going to see what you're really about. We're going to see if you're really with us because nobody's ever done anything for us. I'm talking specifically for black people. Nobody has ever done anything specifically for us. Maybe Obama with the Obamacare, you know what I'm saying? But that was by there's, – there's way more – like poor white people than there is poor black people in this country the reason being because there's just way more white people we occupy like what like 12 percent of the country 
and white people occupy like 60 something 60 something percent so yeah so that kind of behooved everybody like Obamacare and all that kind of shit was just being aligned with black people because Obama was black but now you have Biden and Kamala that legitimately are in spaces to where they know exactly what needs to happen everybody's speaking up nobody's being quiet everybody's coming directly at them with tangible things in regards to what we need as a people and they still might not do shit anyway because that is the history of this country like oh that's nice we might get oh that's nice i hope not i hope that he takes this homeless uh thing seriously and gets those homeless people out out off the streets uh, no more people sleeping in Penn Station. No more people just sleeping outside of Manhattan. Uh, that I'm sorry, whatever row, Skid Row, or whatever. Uh, that the homeless, the homeless uh, epidemic is going on crazy in LA right now and in California as a whole. Like, hopefully, he gets some people in the crib. Hopefully, he sees how we're trillions of dollars in debt in regards to student aid. I'm sorry, in regards to student loans, and he crafts a way to eradicate that because and i want to say this again i don't know if i said this before and this is your first time listening to me welcome but when covid happened literally and this is not figure of speech this is not me pulling this out my ass this is not like a punchline to make you laugh they literally printed a trillion dollars from scratch and gave it out to people so whenever they say shit like, yo, we can't help you guys, you know, we have to come up with some type of plan, you know, with inflation, and everything like that. And, you know, with the with the rapid rate of the dollar not being as high as it was before and how everything is plummeting and, you know, the stock market and the housing crisis, whatever have you. We just we just haven't crafted a plan to where we can allocate money to go towards like particular problems. The niggas are lying. It's a lie. They made a trillion dollars from scratch. They didn't come up with no idea. Yo, the U.S. Treasury made more money and gave it out to people. That's exactly what happened. So don't tell me you just can't take student loan debt and just wipe it away. Don't tell me you can't come up with some type of initiative to get these homeless niggas out off the streets. You know what I'm saying? There's no way you're going to tell me that economic downturn in regards to to, in, in regards to the black community can be wiped away and eradicated you can't tell me some programs can't be introduced you can't tell me that redlining never happened and now you have all these black people just handing apartments away i'm sorry handing apartments down like it's a fucking farm in nashville tennessee like there's no way you're telling me that these things can't happen son everybody can win everybody son all these things can happen at the same time and joe biden literally can make this can make america great not again because i don't know when it was great in the first place but economically we can be in a better place he can put things that can be sustained he can eradicate student loans so everybody that's drowning in fucking hundreds of thousands of debt a dollars in debt can just get that shit out of here so if if you wipe away student loans in conjunction to that more money can be put into the country because niggas ain't putting six hundred dollars a month for those that pay the student loans, tell Uncle Sam, fuck Uncle Sam, son. Whoever is like the metaphoric person that represents 
student loans. Sally Mae. There we go. Not Uncle Sam. Fuck Uncle Sam too, but Sally Mae. Fuck Sally Mae, son. Let's put that $600 towards buying carrots or some shit like that. Know what I'm saying? For, are y'all aware about the farmer crisis? How niggas got to throw away thousands and thousands of dollars of food a day because nobody's picking that shit up and eating it? We all aware? Probably not, right? There's mad things happening simultaneously and we're in a position to where this Biden guy knows everything that's happening. You had Obama that was there for eight years that was like, you're not for nothing, yo. I kind of didn't do shit for black people. You can change that. And even if even if Biden knows some shit like, you're not for nothing, my nigga, I don't even plan on being here in 2024. I'm just I'm just setting the, the alley up so I can get Kamala to do it. Kamala does not have dementia. Kamala's relatively young. Kamala is acute. Kamala's aware. Kamala has um, everything in regards to our cognizance. Her and Biden literally can save the day. I just hope that they do. And the fact that I think they won't is why it's bittersweet. What do y'all think? Email me, Good Brother Experience. Tell me how you guys think that Biden and Kamala can really get this country up and running. Uh, I saw this COVID initiative that they were trying to do in regards to setting up a plan to where the cure can be given out in a uh, in a timely manner. Uh, I know he's talking about this 100-day plan in regards to student loans. But yeah, just let me know what you guys think, man. Let me know how you think we can move forward as a nation. Peace and blessings. Past addressing, and I'm gonna keep talking about my life in 59.2.